What's up, ladies and gentlemen? The Podfather Nate here from the Journey into Comics podcast, the flagship show of the Journey into Comics network. I just want to make sure you guys know you can tune in every single Monday for a brand new episode of our show, where if it's comic book related, we've got you covered. What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics network production! You know, that transition takes longer and longer and longer, and I'm not sure whose fault it is, mine or Streamlabs. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the OGs. I'm one of your OGs, Brando, and joining me is one of the other OGs, Nate. What's up, dude? How's it going? You know, it's going it's going okay. Uh, you know, we are the OGs. No one is as OGs as we uh, here on the We're show. The OGs. Oh, geez. My glass is empty. <laughs> glass is empty. Oh, you know. I drank the spirit of my drink in your honor. <laughs> uh, it's a, Okay, so last episode we did was a little different. We didn't do video. We were just chilling back, watching Back to the Future, and did some commentary over it, which I'm so glad because I couldn't remember that episode for the life of me. And I was so happy to go back and finally listen to it. And realized that we actually kept a conversation going for the whole time and we didn't just fall asleep like I was afraid that we had done. <laughs> no, we did a great job. I thought it was a fantastic episode filled with like a little bit of nostalgia because we talked about parts of our childhood involved with mm-hmm. the movie and you know different moments. We also cleverly found ways to tie in the rest of the trilogy so we don't ever really have to do the other two, but we could if we really want to. Um, but I, I had I had an absolute blast doing it. I'm glad it wasn't on video. We would have been very sloppy looking. Yeah, I'm sure we were like just very just like <laughs> sunk. Yeah, like oh. like, like it was tired. We were you know we were having a good time. Uh, you know before that I had some good food, so we were pretty sleepy. But you know that's the cool thing about about this show about the OGs. The premise is us just telling some stories, and who's to say we can't put a movie on to watch it? Because what like if you're gonna watch a movie you've seen a million times, what are you gonna do? You're gonna talk over it. So, yeah, so that's exactly. And then mark out when the awesome parts hit. Exactly. So who's to say we don't revisit the idea in the future? Maybe we will do the rest of the movies. Maybe we'll do something else. Who knows? But, you know, time will tell. Today is an episode that we have been trying to do for a long time. We technically did it. We we, we technically did it once. And uh, there, there was a snafu on that episode where what we were doing at the time, you know, I I do my my game addicts like this when I have guests on, uh, uh, you know, recording through my end uh, with the with, with the video stuff captured, and what I wanted to try to do was do a little bit more of a more cut and paste, a style of a thing where the camera c- cuts to the other person who's talking, not just two people on the screen at once. It was an idea we did it. I, I think there's only one or two episodes that actually ever was the only one that actually absolutely got. I think it's just the first one because. Technically, episode ten, nine, however the fuck it would have been numbered, <laughs> never happened because my footage was bunk from the start. Which yeah, so, good job, Nate, you fucking idiot. Yeah, no, it's really easy to kind of double capture your own audio if you have your line or your uh, your uh, monitor on in Streamlabs. It'll just double up your voice, and Nate didn't realize that's what was going on because he's so I had no used idea. To, he's so used to using the board. 
Because here, here's the thing. When I do, when I'm talking right now, you know, you, I can see my audio levels right here. Uh, and I have the monitor off. That means there's no playback. If there's playback, that means it's coming through my speakers. When I'm recording, it's recording my speakers and my microphone that doubles that layer. So now I sound like I've got two voices. It's happened to me before on accident. And it happened to Nate during that episode, and we had to scrap it. We actually had been meaning to do the episode a couple different times, and we ended up talking about something else, or we did something else. That's why we did the Back to the Future thing. It was a very just, hey, we were going to talk about work stories, and I'm like, you know what? Let's just do this. It's right around the uh, you know the anniversary of the movie being released, the first movie. There's now a 4K collection coming out uh, in October, which I'm a little sad that I missed out on the original pre-order. Because that collector's edition was insane. It has the it has the the hoverboard little like little desk thing. Have you seen that? Yeah, it actually hovers. Yeah, it's got like a magnet in there that like, kind of like radical as fuck. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. I I totally want it, but it's a it, it is sold out already on Amazon. So you know, mm, of course, weep. I'll weep. You uh, maybe I'll end up getting it later. I also want to pick up. You know the. I haven't done it yet, and they're still available. And I'm hoping to be able to. Well, I, I, we got to do our little budget thing today and figure out, you know, pay our bills, how much money we got. Hey, can I squeeze a little money here for my own fun stuff? And she's gonna be like, no. And I'm gonna be like, but come on, baby, you know, I don't buy that much stuff. And she's like, yes, you do. I'm like, no, I don't. Advocate for yourself. You got to get up there and yeah. make yourself a salesman, please. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I, cool because they released the a big box set for S and M two for Metallica, and it comes with a with the four set vinyl. It comes with the CD two CD set. It comes with the Blu Ray. Comes with sheet music. Comes with pics. It comes with a big uh, like a, like a little photo album. Full poster, yeah, full poster. So I definitely want it. You know, it, me too. So I'm gonna, I, I'm ordering it. It has to happen. Yeah, I mean, we, it, it, you and me went and saw that. We talked about it here on this show. That's why it's kind of like, hey, it ties in just a little bit to an episode we did in the past with us. Pretty with, with us two sitting here, pretty much just jerking off Metallica for an hour and a half. Uh, it was great. No, no, it absolutely is great. And of course, we're uh, you know the jerk off continues. Loads abound. Uh, loads, uh, loads, reloads. Uh, so many loads, and now there's four of us in a circle jerk over there with uh, Rank 'em All, which we which we've been doing with Dick and Nick as a part of the Journey to Comics Network, and that show is going to be coming at you whenever all of them are done. When as soon as we get them all done, uh, you know we've listened to all the entire we're discography, not, and we're not going to obviously drop them all on the same day. No, folks. no, so don't no, get no. your don't get your jazz up that you're going to get to be like, oh, I'm going to jump right to them tearing apart Saint Anger, which probably won't happen. Spoiler alert. Saint Anger does not have my lowest rated song if we're future tripping. But anyways, um, I digress. <laughs> we'll well, see, Lulu doesn't count. Lulu doesn't count. Um, it's not gonna count either. It's 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 a it's definitely a song off of. Um, I'm pretty sure Load has the lowest rated song. So I know for a fact that Saint Anger has my lowest rated song. Ooh, I know for a fact it does. Interesting. I I hate that song. <laughs> <It is awful. laughs> there's there is like there's li- there's literally no redeeming factor about it. Like there's a lot of stuff I can I can listen to Saint Anger and be like this song has this, this song has that. You know, it's actually not as bad as you think if you do this and do that and look at it this way. With that song, I'm just like no skip. <laughs> We're going right to the next one. This song is an abomination. Of I just song. finished my Saint Anger listen through. Did you? Spoiler alert. So I'm I'm getting ready to go to the magnetic side of things. Cool. And um, I believe I I haven't listened. I am on the Outlaw Torn on S and M. 
So nice. I stopped right before that because I know it's going to be a minute to get through that. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yes, but it's a worthy minute. Yes, we. Uh, it's it, it's worthy several minutes <laughs> to get through that. But no, we're just so happy to be doing that. It, it, that that's a new collaborative effort. There's going to be other series with other hosts. I think Dick and Nick have already got their own things kind of planning and started. I helped them get, you know, another band's discography set up on, you know, with with the same judging. It might be some different guests that might look different on the video format, uh, but the judging and the rankings are all going to be done with the same uh, manner of the way that the way that we've set it up to do it. Is it a little convoluted? Yes, it is. But damn it, we're because we average it out and then we average it out again. <laughs> Does it create consistent statistics? Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Well, and, that, and that's the way I wanted to do it, the way that we're setting it up. It's just not like, well, you know, I gave this song a three, that one a five, this one a seven, but this album is an eight to me. Uh, that doesn't what? <laughs> how, how does that compute? How did you get an eight there? Yeah, well, there's one song on there, and that really, that one song really, I really liked it. You know, the there's other a songs, 15. Yeah. So no, it, it, no, it's all fair. So you know, so that's going to come at you here soon. Today we're going to be doing a show about work stories. Nate's been working in several different places. I've worked at only two. I've only worked at two places, and uh, so this episode is not just going to be the only episode we do about work stories. This is just basically just going to be tipping our toe in the water. Yeah, actually, I need to grab my little notebook that has what stories I wanted to remember to tell. So <laughs> I've added a couple more uh, from the ones. I'm, yeah, same, same. And so that way, even though that me and Nate, uh, you know, we we've already done this episode once. I know you guys haven't heard this episode yet, but we've already done it. So that way, we're not each hearing the same exact story. And that way, we can still kind of react. And that way, you know, somebody doesn't tell a story that isn't that funny. And we've already heard it once before, so it's really not funny. So then we just don't laugh. We're like, yeah, so my story that goes like this. <laughs> no, uh, so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to be talking about some work stories. Um, yeah, you know, the episode's a little bit late this week. We're going to put it right up as soon as we're done. Uh, we're, we're recording it here on Friday. We're, we're, we're going into August. And it doesn't really seem like it should be August, but it is. This year has been... Challenging, I guess, would be the best way to put it. Uh, and of course, I know it has been for everybody. Uh, but you know, this year's kind of sucked. Fuck it, I'm riffing. There you go. I can't find my notes, so of course I can't. You find can't the find picture, your notes, and you can't, can't find, find the picture. Like, you it's goddamn it. It's one of those days. I, right. I was very well prepared, but my my preparations have disappeared. <laughs> well, we delay. Are you sure you don't want to delay one more time now that we built it up? I don't think it's necessary. <laughs> I think we should just get into this as best we can. All right. I have a lot, I have, there are a lot of different interesting stories in the different jobs I've had. Um, you know, nothing really settled as a career for me. So I've had a lot of interesting experiences where I've thrown myself into the fire and been like, fuck it, I'm going to try this job and see if it's cool. And sometimes it's been disastrous and other times it's been very fruitful. So, uh, yeah, let's get it. Let's just get down into it brandon do you want me to throw out a story do you want to talk about a story by all means go first bell okay okay here's a story i didn't tell this last time and it just hit me so i was thinking about it and i want to kind of i'm going to be more chronological today i'll tell stories in order of when i had the jobs and my first first job was mcdonald's oh. uh, brandon knows this <laughs> as he is aware of my history the reason i quit mcdonald's was because of the band we were in 
fuck them for not giving me the day I requested off four months in advance. Anyways, um, it didn't it didn't end up being fruitful for me to quit because it, that obviously didn't go anywhere. And it was a very awkward <laughs> two song concert of strangeness and Monocle's Pizza afterwards. But uh, anyways, uh, first job. I was kind of the little guy, you know, not a lot of people knew me. I was the new dude because I was only like 14, just about to turn 15. And um, fuck it, I'm just going to name names. This guy, Derek, uh, had like (laughs) three or four different times taken one of the cleaning rags and wound that fucker up and slapped me with it. Okay. Now, on the like the last slap, he actually cut my skin open. And I don't know. You're probably not going to be able to see it on the thing. But actually, there's a scar in this location. Of course, my white ass skin is so white. <laughs> that you can't. <laughs> Anyways, so so he cut and it pissed me off. And I'm like, OK, retribution is a dish best served cold. And the one thing that Derek uh, H was known for and I, I'm going to keep alluding to who it is until maybe you figure it out but um, anyways he was like all about being in the National Guard and all this shit and always wore his National Guard coat and you know it was all that and then he would come into work and you know tout that my shit don't stink stank so he pissed me off he had cut me I was feeling a little hurt and bullied and I was like I'm going to get off work and I'm going to fuck this dude's world and I was just seething the whole night at work. Like, what am I going to do? How am I going to fuck this guy? And then, like, weirdly enough, this conversation that happens triggers my memory to another conversation that had happened like a month ago <clears throat> when someone was talking about the best way to get somebody back if they fuck around with you. And it involved mayonnaise and the mayo gun at McDonald's. And I was like, oh, baby, I got this. I'm going to get off work. I'll get my shit together. I'll plan to go out the back door as I plan to go out the back door. Cause there was no protocol. Then there were no cameras. So there's no fucking drama, you know, or whatever. I'll just go downstairs with the Mayo gun into the break room. And buddy, I line that stupid motherfuckers entire coat with mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was great. I just like, <laughs> into the sleeves so you know if he doesn't pay attention to what's going on he's gonna put that on just be all over him i don't know what happened because obviously i dipped and i never spoke a word of it (laughs) it never happened it didn't exist it was non-point it was nothing a lot of crazy weird bizarre shit was afoot at that mcdonald's and i have probably just a hundred stories on the mcdonald's train alone um I'm so yeah. glad that you and Jason uh, got jobs there because that was yes. that was my bargaining chip to my mom for me not to get a job there. <laughs> Hearing all the horror stories, I'm like, they are terrible to the kids, like terrible. And of course, oh yeah, <clears throat> you know my mom is a manager, so she understands what it's like to have to just be cold to people. You know, there there are times when people are just bad workers. And you do need to put on your tough guy face and handle people. But I absolutely, like, she was like, you need to go get a job, maybe McDonald's. I'm like, no. (laughs) No. That was the only place I absolutely refused to get a job That's going to be a mick no for me, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) So instead, 
and I told this story I I uh, weirdly at my dad's uh, funeral. Um, uh, so they were like, you know, we we only like we graduated high school. I, I didn't get a job until after I graduated. Um, sure. It was in the weeks after the graduation, and uh, you know whatnot. And it's like, hey, we need we need to go put your name in the places to get a job. You need to get a job now. And to be fair, they were right. You know, I I did need to get a job. They kind of pushed me pretty pretty quickly. You know, I, I didn't have much time to to sit around. Quite literally, the quarantine that we have, that that we just experienced, uh, starting from March, it was it was, it was exactly two months. It was March twentieth, almost May twentieth. For when I went back to work, that is the most time I've had off work in my entire life. Two months, other than two months, like um, having a week vacation, or now that I work at at the place I have work, they give us uh, two weeks, typically summer shutdown, a week and a half for Christmas. Okay, Um, plus you get some other time that you can kind of schedule throughout the year, either single days or maybe. And now I have a full week. I've been there long enough. Be that as it may, and like I, I've never like in in, in a lo- one long stretch sat on my ass for two months. Yeah. no, that's never happened. It because it didn't because right after high school it didn't even last a month. I was already working, and uh, so we went and uh, we put in a job at a certain window factory that my dad used to work at, and he went and put in an application too, and uh, everybody knew him. Everybody knew him because he used to work there. Hey, Stoney, Stoney, how you doing? Oh, it's your boy. All oh, cool, you know. You know, hey, man, you try and get back out here too. That's cool. Needless to say, Dad, he didn't get a call back, <laughs> but I did. But okay, but I was so nervous about doing it. He went along. It was almost kind of like my support. You sure, know, you know, hey, you know, we'll go and do this. It's no big deal. You know, this is just what we got to do. And uh, we went and did it, and I got hired at the, at the window factory. And I I remember specifically. Um, getting put on nights and told after a year you can go to days. That lasted for four days. <laughs> Whoa! They were trying to launch a second shift for our line, and we were the first people. And also, all we did for that first—not even a full week. Actually, it was just that full week. One day, I got farmed out to another line and said, "Go do this," and I didn't have no idea what I was doing. And they and, and we were packing up windows on some other line, and everyone's looking at me and talking to me as I just smacked my desk and shook. <laughs> we just had a like a little earthquaker. Uh, um, no, they were just like, you know, talking to me like I should know what's going on. I'm like, I've been here for a day, <laughs> you know. I don't know. I'm on night shift. I'm like, uh, I'm used to staying up all night, but not doing this. Um, but they told me after a couple of days, hey, some people are leaving. You guys have an opportunity to come to day shift. Do you want to come? And I'm like, do I have time to think about it? Let you know tomorrow. And they told me, no. Uh, we, we we need to know right now, because because it was on Thursday. We were going to work on Friday, and then come back, come to work on Monday on first shift. And buddy, it was the one. Number one, it was the best decision I could have made. Sure, <clears throat> but also it launched me directly into working my ass off for the duration of that summer. And was a catalyst for a lot of different issues that that were going on in my life. It really made me depressed. Uh, sure, because I went from okay, yeah, I got to go out and get a job to you know for less than a week. Going, okay, so I'm going to be just doing this stuff. Okay, that's cool. Fuck, I can do this. Whatever. Monday, twelve hour day. 
5 to 5.30 every oh. freaking day. And Saturdays, it was 10 hours. 5 to uh, uh, like 3.30 or, 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 or 6 to 4.30. I think it was 6 to 4.30. And it was like that for the whole summer. I didn't have time for the band. Didn't have time for friends. Didn't have time for girlfriends. I was just fucking zapped. And I was depressed. They're like, this is what life is like now. This is what adults are like. It's a wonder they're so miserable and drink all the time. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm just like, wow. Their adults suck ass. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, this is it, you know? Like, I'm now officially an adult in the adult world. The only difference is I'm still living at home with not paying rent. I pay my mom money every week for my cell phone and insurance on my car. And then that was it. And then I think uh, it was, I worked there for like maybe a month and then my tooth broke. Um, one of my wisdom teeth that, you know, we just hadn't, I, I, I had been to the dentist at, at one point before, maybe like a month before it was like right before I started work, I was technically still on their insurance, mom's mom and dad's insurance. Um, so we went to the dentist, you know, and was there and then he was like, we need to watch out, you know, we need to probably get him out. Um, and my mom's, you know, I was like, Hey, you know, I'm about ready to start working. I won't be on their insurance anymore. And they're like, well, how long will it take you to get insurance? I said, 90 days. And he goes, the moment you get it, call us. We'll try and get you scheduled to have them removed. I didn't make it. I was eating a French fry. <laughs> I remember it eating a French fry and that tooth caved in. Oh, no. It was a crater. My tooth was open. That that was a Saturday. It was a Saturday oh that I didn't God. have to work. You know, it was, it was cool. You know, first Saturday I didn't have to work. I remember Rob was there. Presto was there. We were sitting there watching some old. I think I ordered like a bootleg TNA uh, DVD of Slammiversary. That Slammiversary. I, I it's it the first Slammiversary you ever showed me. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that had Samoa Joe and, you know, and uh, it was the King of the Mountain with the Raven. Raven ended up winning. <sighs> yeah, it broke. And the, the soonest they could get me in was the next Thursday. That is absolute brutality. So I'm living off Origel. Every time I Just, breathe, every time I talk, every time I do anything, that nerve is exposed. Oh my God, the pain. Like I'm wincing in pain for those listeners who can't see my face who aren't. Why aren't you watching the fucking OGs, by the way? What is up yeah, with you? Yeah, I, maybe dude. you're in the car, though. That Maybe I'm an asshole right now. Don't <laughs> <laughs> <don't>, <laughs> watch us and drive. Like, hold on. I got to look situation. up that. I got to see. Now, Nate was wincing. I got to see this. You know, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I winced him to death. <laughs> so I went to work on Monday and, you know, I got there. It was like, I can't do this. I can't do this all day. You're in misery. So I talked to my boss, told him what's going on. He goes, he goes, it's a winter surgery. I said, Thursday. He goes, all right, man, go home. If I, if, if I would have done that at, at Subaru where I work now, I'd have to get like go through all the system and get the excuse. It would be like a pretty much uh, you know, a whole bunch of paperwork and things that get done to make sure that my stuff is covered and I don't lose my job. Um, 
but at at this other place, they were hey, they were like you know, I called them and told them I, I I'll be in next Monday, right? And it did not account against me because I brought in a note that said yeah, I had surgery. Had. So, um, that was awesome of them, and that's I, I'll tip my hat to them and say hey, thank you, know, thank you for you know being me being that young. And then them that could have been their opportunity just to say get the fuck out of here you know piece of crap you know come coming cut, into work cut, for a week, yep cut your cut their losses, but they didn't, and I <clears> went and <throat> had my surgery I'll never forget, it's the only time I've ever been put under uh like like have you ever been put under Nate, no sir um so my parents and girlfriend were in the waiting room, I don't know why she went I don't remember why. But but she did. Okay. It's been a long time. I don't remember why sure. why that happened. And then I just remember being put under, um, and, and they gave me laughing gas because I was in so much pain. And um, I it, it felt like my entire body just floated away. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> she goes, pretty cool, isn't it? And I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes, makes you want to laugh, doesn't it? I went, yeah. <laughs> but, but, and I wanted to laugh, and I'm like, no, no, no. no. Laughing gas isn't going to make me laugh. You know? Did you try to fight it? A little bit. I tried to fight the laugh. Because I, I, oh. didn't, I, I didn't feel like laughing until she said that it makes you want to laugh. And I'm like, yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got this like contraption on my nose with these two hoses going into each side and I'm sitting there and, I, and I'm breathing this stuff in I'm like this, this is the most awesome thing I've ever experienced in my life. Brandon's getting high for the first time in his life. And, and one of the hoses pieces fell out and I fucking lost it. It was the funniest <laughs> thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> they had to like calm me down. Cause I'm laughing so hard. Because of course pit. something broke. Yeah, I'm like, of course, this is you know, so stupid. So they give me calm down. They get it back in there. I'm calmed down, and you know it. it I don't. It, and then you know the doctor comes in, starts talking to me a little bit, and uh, you know they put the IV in for the you know for the anesthesia, and it's like, and it's like, all right, you know, I just want you to. And then they, it was it was so weird. They took the laughing gas off and they pumped pure oxygen into me. Oh, he was like, so I was like, like <laughs> I just thudded back there, like, damn, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> it literally was. I felt like I just smashed right back down into that chair. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm here. Shit's real, man. Okay. And uh, whoa, so I, they were playing music on the computer, and that's the last thing I remember. You know, he he told me just try and relax, lay back, kind of close your eyes, cause you know, and they took my glasses. You know, try to relax, and and he's like, it's gonna hit you, and you won't even know it. You know, so so I'm sitting there, and the last thing I remember is take these broken wings and learn to fly. fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I like how this is like not a work story, but kind of started it's good, kind of because of a work. Yeah. Tangential is what this is. Nailed it. So, the next thing I know, I am sitting straight up. My eyes are closed, and I'm going, <laughs> and they're like, 
calm down, calm down. I'm like, hey, him, oh. <laughs> and like, like you need to calm down. I, I am. Like, I'm just like, what's going on? <laughs> you know? And they're like, Brandon, you need to calm down. I'm like, I am. I <laughs> And like, don't try and stand up. I'm like, well, why did you think that? <laughs> I wouldn't try to stand up right now. And I just remember my mom, my dad, and my girlfriend coming in, and I'm just like, and they're like, he had, a, he had kind of had a, like a, he hyperventilated coming out of anesthesia. And, and they're like, that's not too common. And I'm like, it's over? <laughs> you had no idea that it was over even. That's great. I'm just like, oh, cool. And they're, and they're like, like, you, like, you're going to be okay. I'm like, well, that's good news. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so they're, uh, Typically, they would have wheeled me into like a waiting area for me to like come down from the anesthesia a little bit. Sure, but sure. like we went, and they're like, "You need to stay setting up." So I got in the car, and the first thing I did, boom, head in her lap, and and, and they're like, "You're supposed to set up." I'm like, "I'm so tired right now, I can't." <laughs> and they're like, "What happened? Like we heard you yelling." I'm like, "Huh?" While they while they were operating on me, Nate, and cutting my <laughs> oh, teeth God. out, while I was under, I was yelling and screaming as I was unconscious, Nate. In Whoa. other words, the pain was so severe, I woke up and don't remember it. Whoa. Holy and they had to put, shit. like, give me more to put me under more. For those viewers, again, if you can see my face, I'm stunned right now. Whoa! So, so, like, just imagine, you know, say you're in the waiting room, you know, you know. No, say, I don't want to imagine. I would <laughs> run away on that day. Ah! I am running out of that dentist office so fucking fast. You would never see me again. And so, oh, yeah, that's nightmare fuel, bro. Imagine being a kid. You probably scarred children for life that day. <laughs> so I'm I'm laying on her lap and I'm just like It's so weird. It happens so fast. I just was sitting there and I just thinking they were playing a song on the computer. And it was take a fucking way. <laughs> I'm I'm in the car on the ride home. <laughs> With gauze in my mouth, <laughs> telling the same exact story as I told you as I remembered it, and I'm like saying, "Like, oh my god, what the hell?" So we rewrite all the way from the doctor's place back to Hubston. We pick up my meds. They gave me, I, th- I think it was um, a generic for Vicodin or something. Uh, oh yeah. And uh, we went home, and and you know, she, my mom made her dinner, and I couldn't eat any. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just later. I'm like, this is terrible. I look so good. I'm so I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, man, this sucks. And anyways, I went back to work and everything was fine. That window factory had some characters. Every place has characters. Oh yeah. Uh, but there was this guy there. Um. 
he wasn't that bad once you got to know him and talk to him on a one-on-one basis. Sure. But he kind of carried an air about him, like this arrogance. I'm better than you. I. He walked around with his arms out, like he couldn't put his arms down because of his muscles. But he didn't have any. <laughs> he didn't have those muscles. Like, like so, so, yeah, so he kind of walked around with his arms out. And he wore, like, sleeveless shirts. And he had his a, a, a heart... And filling that heart was the Confederate flag with his daughter's name underneath. That's the most redneck <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, it's 2020. We are laughing. Oh, oh that's This great. was 2005. All right, so this is 15 years ago. And, <laughs> oh, my gosh. We used to uh, ship replacement sashes for the windows. So um, it would just be the sash. And what we'd have to do is we, they would make the sash, send it down the line, and it would be marked as a replacement sash. And so obviously that doesn't match up with any frame that we have because that's we would be shipping the whole window unit out. So for those, they would be put aside in, in a different thing. And when we could, we would put those in, wrap them with bubble wrap, you know, put sure. styrofoam on the outsides of it to protect the edges. Wrap them in a you know, in a cardboard box. Ship them off with some uh, uh, vinyl uh, strapping. It's that kind you get that you always cut off with a knife. You know, be, because we had this vinyl machine that would it would literally wrap it all, all up around it and it would heat it up and melt it together and then you know you'd be on your way. Well, that bubble wrap came in a huge industrial like thing. You'd 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 have to put it on your shoulder to carry it. Totally. And he would carry it and look at his muscles while he carried it. And it's like, wait, it doesn't weigh anything. We're just walking around. Bubble wrap <laughs> with his fucking Confederate flag ass fucking <laughs> heart daughter's name. That is the okay. most red. Like, like, I almost feel like he dated a lady who ended up not being his lady whose name happened to be on his body and then he named his daughter that so he would feel less dumb you know that he had this name on his body for some lady he wasn't with anymore oh man um well i mean he was pretty dumb because he quit there to go work for dhl and uh this is back when dhl was getting ground and then they kind of just they're still around but they're but they were they were growing in like the mid two thousands to be like yeah. a competitor to FedEx and UPS and then they just stopped. I think it was the, maybe the um, the economy collapse that kind of did a bit. Oh eight, yeah. So I actually so I only worked at the window factory from June of oh five to June of oh seven. In fact, it was June first of oh seven that was my quitting day. So I um, when I quit there, number one. Uh, Question: Really, really quick to clarify: Did you quit? Quit, or did you two weeks quit? I two weeks quit. No, no. Okay. Like, no, no. Like, There's a difference. Quit. My boss, the 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 guy who was my boss, he ended up getting moved to another department. That guy was awesome because he was always drunk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. He went to school at Purdue, and would always go back to Purdue to party. And I'm like, I'm like, he's probably like at that point, like in his early 30s, like we are. And he, sure. he was still, he'd come in and just like reek of alcohol. And he would come in for the morning meetings like, let's do a good job and go home. <laughs> just <laughs> get it My up. pep talk is over, break. Oh my gosh. And uh, I mean, he was a cool dude. He would actually like buy, buy us breakfast sometimes, you know. 
Uh, I think he ended up quitting and going to some factory that made plastic bags, like for Walmart and shit. Again, mm-hmm. it's just like, but like I remember, um, he was like, "Hey man, you want breakfast?" I'm like, like from from the cafeteria. He's like, "No, fuck no." Uh, Ots and uh, where we grew up, where I was working in Rantoul, had this place called Ots, and they had uh, haystacks that were just. Mm. And he'd go and he'd pick us up fucking haystacks, dude. Amazing. Anyway, he left. The boss that replaced him was actually, she used to date my mom's cousin. They were together for years, decades. And she knew my dad. A lot of people out there knew my dad. So they knew me because of my dad. Sure. Uh, so that was like the one positive, really one positive of working out there. When, when, when people knew Stoney's kid, like, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, they... They treated me a little a little bit differently than just Joe Schmo. Um, but she knew all about me quitting. I, in fact, I had taken vacation days to go and uh, take a test or something. And you know, I was me and her were in always direct conversation about sure. thing, things that I was doing to leave. And one of the guys that worked there, um, his name was Ricky. Ricky's never gonna see this. Hi, Ricky. I miss you, bud. You were, you you, you were funny as shit. <laughs> every shout out, Ricky, dude. Every morning, you know, there were some days me and Rob had to go in at five a.m. before everybody else to get some certain things started, and it would just be the two of us, and then everybody else would get there at six, and then we'd start running, actually doing work, <laughs> what we we're supposed sure. to be doing. He would be in there, and you could just see. That's the look that most people have at six o'clock in the morning when they're at work. Yeah, me included. But he's uh, he looked at me. Sup, slut. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, you know, he had come over to our line and he was kind of hanging out with me, and I was teaching him some stuff. And and he had been in the factory for a little bit, but but he didn't work in our area. And we so we had to put on extension jams to the windows to to the window frames. And um, that's because the standard width of a wall is four and nine sixteenths uh, for for the standard house. Next size up, the standard would be two more inches, six and nine eighteenths, uh, depending on thickness. Of, you know, thickness of walls. And actually, there's actually some leeway, and you have special cuts. I digress. We would only keep the two inch ones on hand in our area. So if, sure. we, if we needed a special cut, a thicker cut, I've done ten inch ones before. Is like like some military base that I, I don't know. I don't know. Like why are these walls these thick? Holy shit! You know, looks like you're putting together a sandbox. You know, <laughs> instead of a window frame, it's freaking massive. Anyway, uh, w- those were kept on another line called the multi line, and what they what their line did is that they took other units, including units from our own line. That, that would be put in a big multi-unit. You'd have double-hung windows, picture windows, all stuff that would be put together and packaged together to be put inside the new house in a certain you know, configuration. So if you had like a big circle oval window or half one with a picture, all that stuff would be packaged together, you know, stapled together. They would, Over there, that's what they would do, just put all that stuff together. Sure. So they had a lot of those extra parts of stuff that we needed, and so we would just go over there and get them. That was what we were told to do. Well, the guy that would be the... Um, uh, materials guy for that line saw us coming and getting stuff, did not recognize us, and got right in our face. Right in our face. Whoa. And I'm just like, he goes, 
what are you guys doing over here? I'm like, oh, we need to get some three-inch, you know, extension jams and cut them. And I'm showing him what to do. He's like, where are you guys from? Oh, Tradition Plus Double Hung. That ain't my line. I'm like, well, yeah, we were told to come over and get some. It's like, it's not my goddamn job. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take that shit and leave it here. And we were just like, whoa. So then we left and we were going to go tell our boss, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the lady, not the, not the drunk guy. Sure. Um, Hey, you know, this is what he said, you know, and we, we got, we got like 20 feet away from it. And that Ricky did look to me and goes, it's not his goddamn job. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I fucking died. We get back. We're empty handed. And she's like, what are you guys doing? And he looked at her and said, it's not his goddamn job. It's like, what? What? We're laughing, and I, I told her, and I, and I told her who it was, and she's like, she walked over there, had a little heart to heart with this guy, and she and she comes back, she goes, you guys go back over there now. <laughs> went, That's not awkward as fuck. <laughs> okay. Now we gotta go back over to this guy who's been an asshole to us, and, and he did come over and he did apologize for being an asshole. He came over and apologized for being an asshole. It's just that he felt like. He does all that work and he supplies all this shit and everybody else just takes it. So then he has to keep resupplying it. And I'm like, Hey, you know, we're just doing what we're told. He goes, yep. And I'm sorry for being a dick. I'm sorry from now on, you know, whatever, whatever you guys need. If you guys need anything, let me know. I'm like, all right. After that, him and me were that old guy was actually pretty cool. But but every once in a while, me and Ricky would look at each other randomly it's not my goddamn job and just yell that as loud as we could <laughs> oh that's awesome there there was some cool stuff about the window factory but all in all um there was a lady that got a job there that came onto our line and she put me in her fucking crosshairs man and i don't know why i was a good worker i always had good reviews from everybody who worked with me Everybody, you know, and but she thought I took too long cutting that custom stuff and too long painting it. I'm sure that she found out soon enough that when you've got to cut 60 units worth of wood, not only to cut it to length, but cut it to width by yourself. That's a process. It's a process. And what happens if you fuck it up? You got to do it again. So I'd rather do it right once. And instead of fucking wrong two to three times, I would cut extra pieces. I would I would always cut extra pieces, just in case. Have a, hey, have extras. Why not be well, ahead of the game? Smart. Well, because when you're putting those those things together with the big staple gun, sometimes it can shoot out wrong or shoot up, and, and it messes that whole piece up. So now you gotta like, what are you gonna do now? You gotta you have you gotta have another piece. Then for the paint gun, this gun was like, I think they bought it used at a Goodwill in 1970. I mean, <laughs> it was bad, man. It was awful. It clogged like. Every two minutes. And so if we had to get stuff primed, so there would be, uh, we'd have to paint it um, with a primer paint, and then there'd be a white paint. Um, the The white paint was better, is easier and faster, but the white, but the primer paint would clog and clump. Yep. And with this old gun, you'd have to take the entire gun apart, clean it to then continue your job. I apparently took way too long at doing that. According to this one lady who According was to the, that lady who was trying to whip our line into shape. 
Meanwhile, that's not even supposed to be my job. My job is supposed to be to put them on. It's supposed to be our material guys to get that stuff, and he doesn't want to do it. So now it's it's my job. To do it's it. not his goddamn job. Not his goddamn job either. Um, so no, she was the catalyst in me quitting. Uh, I knew that I wanted to, uh, because you know, like even when I told you when I when I stepped away from the band the first time, you know, uh, in the back of my head, part of my goal was to like maybe find something else uh, to do. Uh, and then, and, and that was before she even got there, but you know, I, I was okay with my job. I was happy with it, but I was just looking for the next step. And what, like, what is the next thing? Am I going to stay here forever? You know, am I going to end up, you know, married? It, it, like, what are we going to do? I was in that kind of like transitional process. Sure. You know, and, and, you know, as we've talked about before on, on our, on my voice of survival episode, you know, there was some personal stuff kind of going on in the, in the crux of those things. That kind of led to that again, kind of multifaceted. It isn't just one thing. It was one thing with another thing with another thing, to where people kind of have to make a choice about what they're going to do. And um, so a year later, I did quit and moved on, and it, and everything worked out. Everything worked out for the best because had I stayed, I would have been laid off during the uh, financial crisis. And yeah, because brutal. I did not, there were people who I worked with at some points. It's at where I work now. They did get laid off. I never did, and uh, so. I caught myself lucky that I was always able to keep a good job, a good paying job, you know, kept a roof over my head, kept food on the table, really wanted for nothing during the whole time where a lot of other people did. And I've caught myself very fortunate. Totally. Um, just thinking, I like literally, as you were talking about all the stuff that happened at your time there, that, that job you were speaking about, I just kept thinking about all the different moments that have that are not at all chronological in my story of jobs and stuff, funny stuff that's happened, you know, um, really interestingly enough, the, the, the time, my time at McDonald's, the first time was, you know, a lot of naivete and you don't know what you're doing. And, you know, I could have definitely had a heart attack at 15 with the way I was putting down triple cheeseburgers, only cheese, extra cheese every single day for my lunch break every single day. Um, but you know, I like, I stepped away from that job and I went and I did uh, a short stint working at, uh, IGA, the grocery store there in town. And that sucked. That was a different kind of suck. Cause you know, different kind of people and you're, you have a different kind of demand and you learn that that job has its own set of requirements and challenges that, you know, other jobs don't. But then I ended up finding myself back at McDonald's <laughs> and that second time around, was um right after high school Mm -hmm. kind of pretty much in the time that you were working your your job that you were just having and that time was rambunctious and crazy presto worked there for a time yep and one morning uh (laughs) this is like okay so this is probably 2006 i would say like early 2006 he got he got a gig there and we were early, early fucking morning because when I got hired back, uh, the manager lady hired me under the presence that she wanted me to be like a maintenance based person and do maintenance stuff instead of doing all the cooking and stuff. And I was like, all right, whatever. And I did a lot of that stuff. I did a lot of gross jobs. Like one time I had to literally for four and a half hours sit outside with the hose and spray out until it was spotless. The actual thing that kept all of the grease the store had accumulated like year to year it was the nastiest grossest i was soaked and stinking and it's just oh it's just fucking brutal man but like 
So like maybe this is a little not, you know, 2020 is probably not going to look so fondly at this moment. But I thought at the time it was fucking great and hilarious because I know um, Presto and I had this like very funny back and forth friendship. And um, I had watched Waiting. I had told him about Waiting. He thought the movie seemed funny, but also kind of disgusting, which it definitely is. And I was like, Preston, someday. I'm going to get you with the goat. You watch. It's going to happen. And he was just like, oh, no, it'll never happen. Blah, blah, whatever. And we were doing buns one morning and it hit me. I was like, oh, the timing of this is perfect. I'll slide the last buns down that he's got to put on the top of the rack. When he goes to roll that rack to the other side, I'll turn and prepare my goat. You know, the, 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 you know, the whole thing. And then he'll turn around and get it. And initially, I'm like, they're presenting. And he just kept, like, standing there, not looking up. And I was like, hey, presto. And then he was like, oh, oh, you know, and he got all, like, grossed out or whatever, which, you know, that was, that was like, funny, you know, shenanigans or whatever at the job. Um, but that was, like, the, the first time I, like, angry quit was at that job because – the first time I quit there was just like, okay, I'm just on principle of you being an ass. I'm just not, I don't need to work here anymore. You're not doing anything for me. But the second time I didn't have a plan and have any thing laid out set in stone. You know, I was just like, I'm, I'm over this. I'm done. I'm going to do something else. And <clears throat> I left on my lunch break and never went back until I realized I left my coat there. <laughs> So, so <laughs> that just kind of takes all the wind out of the sails, doesn't it? Statement, Man. The statement is is no longer um, uh, emphatic at that point. You're just kind of like moseying back in. Fuck you. <laughs> Grab your coat. So, so obviously I've hit my lunch break and I don't come back at my required time. And then now my phone at my house is just blowing up and they're calling and calling and calling and calling. And I'm like, at some point they're going to get the fucking gist that I don't want to be there anymore. Leave me alone. And so they stop calling and I'm like, oh, fuck, my fucking code is there. I've got to go back. And I was like, it's, you know, it's late enough, though. It's not the daytime managers anymore. It's night crew. It should be real breezy. They probably know. They probably heard what I did or whatever that I walked down or whatever. Um, no big deal. So I walked down there and I got my coat and I was like in still kind of anger mode and I didn't know what to do and I didn't want to like damage or destroy something permanently that you know could get me in real big genuine trouble i was like out of principle i'm gonna take the one thing that i always enjoyed here that you can't just go buy at a fucking store and i took a bag of their cappuccino mix (laughs) and i made homemade cappuccinos with the cappuccino mix for like six months you know through my next couple jobs um but you know it was little stuff like that was just like the tip of the iceberg for the craziness that would ensue later in my job career. I've seen and experienced weird, wild, strange, bizarre shit as it were. So I'm going to jump forward a little bit. Sure. And, uh, tell you this story that this one's a funny one. So I, I've been working at this other place for quite a few years now. In fact, I'm full time at this point. And, uh, cause it took me two years and eight months get full time. Oh. They told me 90 days. <laughs> I even filled up the app. They and, meant to say 900 days. Well, something like that. Well, the thing is is um 
it actually would have been close to about just over a year or like a year, not not six, not quite six months. But then the economy crashed in 08 and they put a freeze on hiring. I missed the, I missed the hiring thing by one class. And then when they started hiring again, exactly one year later in 2009, I missed that class by two spots. So I had to wait. Damn. I had to wait even longer, uh, like uh, another four months. So it wasn't until February of 10 until I got hired full-time. And then I started working with this fella. Uh, met this guy out there, and really cool guy. We became pretty good friends, still are to this day, even though we don't, we no longer work together out there and we're on two different shifts. You know, if I, if I saw him today, it would be, how the hell are you doing? That kind of deal, you know. Been a long time, you know. And he didn't used to work in my area. He he used to just fill in. And that's when I first met him. And, oh, my God, dude. This dude could put down some some monsters and some energy drinks. Sure. Big time. And to the point where I was like, damn, dude. And, you know, anytime he used to come down there, because I, I, I used to do, like, two jobs. <laughs> and he always worked one of them. And he was always like, hey, Brad, how you doing, man? You know, like, something you want to talk about. You know, he's, he's that kind of guy, you know. Oh, so you play games, huh? You, do you like Xbox? I'm more of a PlayStation guy. Oh, man. PlayStation sucks, you know. <laughs> he's that. He, he literally, totally. you know, it, we would get into debate. You know, we, we, we got in debates over Xbox versus PlayStation during that era, 360 PS3. And also, like, who would win, Iron Man or, or Iron Man or Batman? Who would win? You know, he said Iron Man because, because Batman's a bitch. I said Batman because he's a ninja. I mean, you mean Iron Man's got cool shit. He's like, how's he gonna beat Iron Man? He goes, I'm like, probably an EMP. <laughs> totally shuts him down completely quickly. Anyways, <clears throat> one time, one particular time, he comes in and he's got like, like a bag of shit that he's got with him, and he's cracking open. He had a four pack of like full throttles. <laughs> You know, 12, uh, 16 ounces. He had a 24 ounce Monster Dub Edition. And the, I don't know if you remember those. Purple can, right? Huh? Purple can? Well, no, this was a red uh, This red can. Okay, so okay. yeah, those were the punched series. You had the purple punch, which was Mad Dog. The red one was just, uh, I can't remember, but like they don't make either one of those anymore. Uh, the the dub edition was a it only came in the in the twenty fours and it kind of tasted raspberry ish. That's right. Okay, I do remember this one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> then he had the twelve ounce uh, monster nitrous, and now it's like extra strength or whatever it is. Jesus. And he's I'm like, dude, man. And then after eleven o'clock break, he went down and got a thirty two ounce coffee. What in the f- Fuck, bro. That is some caffeine intake. He's going to have a taurine overdose. <laughs> Jesus. So, last, it's like it's like one o'clock, right? And he is like Fry from Futurama. Hey, man. How you doing, man? It's, fuck, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, dude, you are going to die. He goes, no, man. No, man, I'm fine. I'm fine, man. How you doing? I mean, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm fine. And then he's in there going, and he's bouncing, and he just goes, 
He's moving his mouth like he's talking, but he's not talking. <laughs> really fast. I'm like, Whoa. Dude. And I'm like, you can't have that many. He goes, why not, man? I'm like, it says so on the can. <laughs> One per day. Uh, he goes, no, man. I'm like, look, like, uh, like, and he, he, of course, he doesn't have he doesn't have any of the cans anymore. Like on the 16 ounces, it says limit yourself to three a day. He goes, yeah, three of that kind. I'm like, and the other, no, no, three in general. No. And then on the 24s, it says no more than two. Yeah, of that kind. It can't have any more of that kind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. You know, I'm like. No, Jay, this is not how it works. <laughs> Just stop it. And then that guy's heart is going to explode, dude. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> then, so he told me the story that, uh, so that was a Friday night. Saturday morning, him and his wife woke up and uh, went to Sam's Club, you know, bright and early, you know. And um, they were all the way in the back of the store. And he felt like he had to take a shit. <laughs> he got the monster blues. <laughs> and he had to run to the bathroom. All the way in the front of the store, in the corner of Sam's Club. And he didn't make it. <laughs> he did not make it. Well, at least he's in Sam's Club. <laughs> he can buy himself some new drawers. He did. He, <laughs> it, it ran down his legs, his pant legs. Oh, he had to buy new drawers and new pants. She had to buy them and take and bring them to him. Meanwhile, those ended up in the trash can in the bathroom at Sam's Club. How embarrassing is oh, that? My God! Like your phone rings, honey. Are you okay? Is everything okay? No, no. I've shat myself, and I need you to go get a thirty-four, thirty-two out of the men's. <laughs> <laughs> and a thing of hands briefs. <laughs> <laughs> and if it dripped badly enough, maybe some socks also. Oh no! Socks. Oh no! And I'm like Jay. I told you. I told you not to do it. He goes. I know. I know. I know. Um, but I've got one more Jay story that includes a monster, and this is sure, one. It's one I one I didn't tell before. This was in like 2012. The 2012 election was pretty much in cycle, probably around September, you know. So we already knew it was going to be Obama and Romney, you know. And, you know, out of the blue, he goes, Brandon, who would you want to see run for president? I'm like, I don't know, maybe somebody with some common sense and some smarts. Like like Bill Nye, the science guy? He goes, yeah, but he's dead. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. No, he's not, Jay. I saw it on Facebook. Jay, that was a hoax. Uh-uh. Yes, it's not true. Well, then why would they put it on Facebook if it wasn't true? He's oh, dead. Jesus. I'm like, he's not dead, Jay. He goes, yeah, he is. I bet you. No. No, it's not. In fact, Bill Nye even like responded to it. You know, like he did something where he's like, "I'm still here, guys." <laughs> um, yeah, I'm totally fine. He goes, he goes. Well, maybe that was fake. <laughs> like, I'm like, why would there be a conspiracy about the life, like about living or dying with Bill Nye, the science guy? He goes because he's dead, Brandon. No, he, no granted, Jay liked to argue, just to argue sometimes. 
Hence the PlayStation, Xbox, Iron Man, Batman. Anytime he wanted to, anytime he was bored, he'd, he'd, he'd try to stoke it. So this was his opportunity to stoke. I knew for a fact that Bill Nye was not dead. Correct. Jay is trying to bet me a monster that he is dead. And I told him no. He goes, because you know I'm right. No, because I know I'm right and feel guilty about taking something from you. He goes, I just think you don't want to bet me because you don't have the balls because you know I'm right. I'm like, no. He goes, all right, I bet you two monsters. No. Because <laughs> you know I'm right. No. <laughs> now we have everybody's attention, everybody around us, because we're, we're talking loud enough. My team leader at the time, he was hanging out, and he's just like, <laughs> he goes, you think he's dead, Brandon? No, he's not dead. Get, you, then you should bet him. Get those monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I feel guilty. I, Rick, I feel so guilty. Like It's like taking candy from a baby. And, you, and I hear, three monsters! <laughs> I'm like, no! <laughs> he goes, all right. All right. All right. If I win, you only have to buy me one monster. If you win, I have to buy you three of the 24 ounces. I'm like, I can't drink that many in one day, Jay. It's on the it's on the can. It's bad. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, you win the bet. I, I won the bet. I won Clearly. the bet. And yeah, no, he wasn't very happy. And then his wife wasn't very happy that he had to go into the store and buy three. She's like, why are you buying three of those? He goes, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. I'm thirsty, damn it. I'm thirsty. <laughs> Thirsting for this mistake. Oh, oh man. Oh. I got more stories about him, but uh, we don't have that much time. I'm, uh, but I'm certain we can probably get another story out of you before we wrap up here today. Okay, so uh, not going to tell Jesus neck because we don't have the picture. So no, no, save no. It. Save that one. Um but I will tell I'm going to I'm going into the Nash and Nate era of things because that was some of my funnest, craziest work experiences was even though it destroyed my body working at Carter's Furniture for the time that it did. Um, but Nash and I had this really funny chemistry where, you know, if one of us had this started their day off shittily and we could tell like the old the only the other person would just try to do everything to to, you know, pop the guy and try to get him out of his funk and shitty mood and whatever, you know, and a lot of times it would work. And I remember we were one time we were, you know, having a laugh and whatever. And we were driving to this delivery and we delivered a lot of furniture to a lot of different places and a lot of different locations. Sometimes it was, you know, lower income housing. Sometimes it was the fucking Hancock building in Chicago on the highest floor, you know, and whatnot. And so we did, you know, we did it all. And one time we were going into this kind of like lower income, like Section 8 type housing or whatever you want to call it. And um, it was, you know, ni a nice furniture set, you know, nothing really too spectacular or whatever. Well, we're driving towards this place and Nash just like lifts his ass cheek and shits himself. <laughs> and I'm like, he doesn't actually shit himself, obviously, but he just like rips the nastiest, raunchiest thing. And I'm like. Oh, it's just like it kills me. And we're laughing about how disgusting it is. And like, it's like this constant, you know, when you get on the giggle train and it's never ending. So we're on the giggle train and everything is kind of just silly. 
and we shut it off. We have to do this delivery now. We're going to get serious. We would always do the delivery. We would walk up to the house first with no furniture, knock. Hey, we're here with your shit. Tell us where you want us to put it, whatever. So we get up to the door, we knock, and I just said some offhanded joke about you stink ass, and it broke him. So it breaks him, and then it breaks me as the lady is opening the door. The lady is an older African-American gal, and in her living room, parked in the center of the living room, is her disabled, handicapped, in a wheelchair child (laughs) with the door opening and two white dudes just dying ass laughing, just like gut-bustingly, painfully laughing. And we can all of a sudden tell, like, uncomfortable. This is we got to stop laughing, but we can't turn it off. What do we do? And before we can make a decision, she just goes, "What the hell's so funny?" And we're like, "Oh fuck, this is like big bad." And and Nash just quickly, he just goes, "I'm so sorry, ma'am. He told me the funniest joke like two minutes ago. We're here to deliver your furniture. You know, you might hear a snicker. It it was just it got me, and and we're so sorry." And then, like, we carried on this delivery and everything was, you know, pretty, pretty normal and and copacetic and whatnot. Uh, But that was not the the, that's the precursor to what happens later in the day, because Nash is still like kind of bubble guts. And he's like, I'm not really feeling well. We had this delivery way out in the country. Like it was like seven miles away from Champaign headed like west. And um he, we're out in the middle of BFE driving. He's driving in the truck, shaking us. And he just goes, dude, I got to pull over. And I'm like, okay. So he pulls over. <laughs> oh man. I can't wait to tell the story. <laughs> he, <laughs> he pulls over and I, he's like, stay here. You just fucking don't get it out of the truck, whatever you do. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like what is going on? He goes to the back. He opens the truck up, and then I hear the door shut immediately, and I'm like, why did he just close the door in there on himself? Like, what in the fuck is happening? Three and a half minutes go by, and he gets back in the truck, and he he points, and he goes, look over there, and in the field, I see a blue moving blanket and you've seen the moving blankets because you've been around my house you know those moving blankets that were from carters they're very specific for furniture moving he's like bro i had to shit so bad i put one in the back and shit into it and cleaned myself up and then wrapped it up and then threw it in the corner <laughs> It was the grossest, (laughs) absolutely the grossest thing I have ever experienced with another human person, because then like, you know, there's still furniture in there. So now he is shit where the furniture is. I'm like, did you at least let it air out? He's like, yeah, I didn't close it all the way. Like I like lifted it back up a little bit because I realized like they have a couch in there. I don't want to smell like my shit. So needless to say, that was that was and and you know what's really weird is in those experiences with Nash, that's like one of maybe five other really crazy, nasty, can't believe it happened to us stories. Like 
one morning just quickly is like the is the wrap up it's nowhere near as funny as the fucking furniture blanket but it was still pretty funny to him because you know, um so every morning i would go into the break room and there would be like fresh baked cookies and all kinds of deliciousness to start the day because they they had that there and they they would have like multiple batches made some for the people that worked there some for the people that would come in to shop and one day i just went ham i had like four different cookies and i was like oh yeah and then nash and i went to the gas station and i like immediately grabbed like a, a drink and i grabbed like i don't know probably like some sort of candy or something you know just not a really healthy start to the day lots of sugar and we're getting closer and closer and closer to this house and i'm like dude i don't feel so good and i'm like right in the passenger seat i'm like i don't feel good and we get to the house we park and i'm like dude oh no and i open the door stick my head out the door and i ralph uncontrollably for like three minutes and i mean there's like bright green something or rather in there and it's like brown cookie color slut like it's like funky it's funky and he is laughing his ass off at my puking because he saw me smash all the food and he obviously has seen like you demised yourself, you dumbass. So he's like, I need your help. You need to help me deliver this stuff. And I'm like, I can't go in there. I just, I literally just puked in front of these people's house. They clearly saw me puke. Like, I'm not going to walk in their house. and be like, Hey, how's it going? I just puked. So he had to deliver these two very small chairs by himself. But like, it just always seemed like we were getting into weird, impossible, ridiculous scenarios. Um, together but yeah those are those are just a couple stories i have like so many different stories we didn't get to today a whole list of stories that i have somewhere that i wanted to tell yeah same here off the top of my dome same here i've got a couple more uh stories with that fellow that uh, you know about the energy drinks and monsters not concerning energy drinks or monsters but other stuff and i I, i've also got one that i want to tell that that i'm going to save it for the next time that it didn't happen to me personally but it happened with somebody i work with and quite literally, almost everybody who works with him finds out the, these stories. It's not just one story. It's a multitude of stories oh. about coworkers he worked with in like in the same building, but in another area that he carpooled with. So he was he was exposed to some of these stories. And it's just about these people. And uh, I've got to share them with you in the, in, in the audience because they are yes. uh, quite literally uh, uh, the same people who did the Honey Boo Boo series can make a series about these people. It's it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Damn. But uh, I think that's all the time we got for here today. On the OGs, Nate, thank you once again for being here on the show with me, sir. Always, brother. Always a pleasure to chat with you and bullshit. Yeah, man, we're going to get some cool stuff kind of coming down the pipeline here on the show. And, of course, I think we've announced already that, that the show will be seasonal. We'll be taking a break here. I, I don't even remember what episode number this is. What, what episode is this? Uh, 14. We are on episode 14 right now. So, so and, we, and we did eight. Or three. We did yeah. eight for season one. So a couple more episodes here. We'll be kind of taking a break here. Uh, of course, I am now back on JIC full-time. That wasn't the case when, I, when we first started doing the OGs. So that's one more show that sure. I got to do. I got to do my my show, the Game Axe Podcast, uh, at some point again here soon. Uh, I, I've, I've kind of been – there's been a lot going on in my life. Uh, here, oh, yes. You know, if, you're, if, if you don't listen to the other shows that I'm a part of, um, I, I lost my dad in May. I just lost my grandmother like two weeks ago. Or just one like one week ago. One week uh, ago, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's been kind of rough. And getting the getting the enthusiasm to do a show by myself 
because that's the next thing that I'm that, that I'm going to be working on is something by myself is difficult. It is it, it has been extremely difficult to do that. Uh, I am still going to be doing the sh- I'm still doing the show, but I'm happy to say that you know uh, the Game Man X podcast is doing better than it ever has been. It, it numbers are way up. I can't be more more satisfied with that. Uh, and then of course go check out everything on the Journey to Comics Network, Journey to Comics dot com, and all the different podcast places. Nate, uh, we have put our uh, our names into some new places to where you can get us. Have you done that yet? Yeah, uh, we're still waiting on an official for uh, we will hopefully within the next couple of weeks be on Pandora Radio. Okay. We're going to be on iHeartRadio, I, I hope, unless I filled the fucking thing out wrong again, which maybe I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> we're I, just trying to figure this out. <laughs> we are on TuneIn now, officially, officially, and Alexa. So, hey, Alexa, listen to Journey into Comics Network. Boom, it will take you to our most recent episode and whatnot. Uh, yeah, definitely check us out on all the different places, platforms. You know, as we record this, we are only a one week away from the three year anniversary of our beloved network, and mm-hmm. uh, things are things are hyping up again. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited, even though the website itself's fucked because we have some sort of coding issue. We're gonna have to figure out. Thankfully, it's just the colors. The yep. thankfully, it's just the colors are a bit off. There's a lot more blue. And and not even like like the royal blue. I like that dark blue. This is it's like not though. It's like. It's teal. Like a, yeah, it's like a teal or like it doesn't a, fit. Do you remember our good buddy Nick Torres? Yeah, do you remember how Decoy he used to say, uh, "Yeah, Mister Decoy Octopus himself." Do you remember how he used to say turquoise? Turquoise. 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 It's like a wisey old Turk. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's gonna do it for us here on the show. Check out the social medias. Uh, game addicts uh, play on social media. Game addicts or uh, Journey to Comics on our social media. Just search them both. You know, it's great stuff. Great, great stuff. Find us. Find all our things. Yeah, absolutely. Find them all. And, and, and then, of course, you know, if you're listening to this and there is a link tree down below, that's where you can find everything now. Instead of having a well, bunch of links. Every everything, but a lot of everything. It's most of I didn't want to over encumber it with like endless scrolling. I tried to get the stuff that had its own its own social media or its own thing, you know, because we have the feed. But, but you know, some shows have their own social media that's active. Some isn't. And so I, I just did what I thought was apparent and to do right now. But a lot of that stuff is there, and you can find all the stuff there uh, for yeah. those shows. Until next time, uh, I've been one of your OGs, Brando. I'm the other OG, Nate. And we don't have a fucking outro for this show, so we're just going to wrap it up and go home. Bye, guys. Deuce.